I'll let me unmute us and then we'll be ready to go. Okay. Welcome everyone. Today is uh, March 9th, 2023, and this is the Community Police Review Board. Thanks everyone for coming. Let's... Oh, I do have some announcements. Okay. Well, let me first introduce, okay. uh, you know, uh, let's introduce our names. We have some new members here. So let's start with, she is not new, but Vice Chair. Would you like to just state your name? I am Board Member Bickford. Chair James Minor. Greg Temple. Brenda Cleary. Okay. And who was on uh, Zoom that is of the board? Uh, Dr. Turner, and I apologize. I had the ability to start okay. the lockdown, but I think I just unlocked that. Good evening, Dr. Turner. And uh, Stephanie uh, Littleton will not be here tonight. So, uh, Casey. Hold on just one second. I'm sorry, I'm having difficulty with the. Okay, Dr. Turner, are you able to hear us? And are we able to hear you? Uh, yes, I think I am. Very good. All right. Sorry about that. Thank you for your patience with me. Okay. Okay. Chair, I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, You're ready for my. Yes. Okay. Thank you, sir. Um, good evening, everyone. Uh, if you are attending this meeting via Zoom, um, please ensure that you are muted and your video is off when you're not actively participating in the meeting. This will allow the active meeting participants to be seen on the screen. When you are participating, please unmute and turn your video on. If you have any trouble, you can send a chat. All chats will go directly to me as the meeting host. The city does reserve the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. When the chair calls for public comment, those attending in person should approach the podium and indicate they wish to speak. Those participating via Zoom, should use the raise hand function to indicate they wish to speak. Please leave your virtual hand raised until you're called upon. Participants will be called upon in the order that they appear on the meeting host screen. Then please state your name before speaking and all comments will be limited to three minutes. That's all, Chair. Uh, I'd like to make a motion to approve the minutes for uh, January 12th, 2023. I have a point of discussion as we were walking in. There's a comment from the community that there needs to be a revision to the minutes. And I'd at least like to hear what that suggested revision is before we move forward. Can we hear from the public? Thank you. Can we do this in three minutes or less? Okay, thank you. Michael, Lawrence Accountability, the reason I wanted to discuss this is your minutes need to be revised. This is another revision that needs to be done. And my understanding is your staff liaison, Chief Rich Lockhart, is responsible for preparing these documents. I was hoping that there would be staff counsel here tonight because we really need an executive session to discuss this behavior. In the general public comment area, there's just nothing, okay? You got comments under everything, but there's nothing for general comments. So we just ignore that. That's the least of your problems on the minutes tonight. 
If you look at number D, we're looking at the calendar. I strongly object to this statement. This is a straight out lie. Due to Chairperson Minor being absent next month, there will not be a meeting in February. This, the next meeting will be March 9th, 2023. I demand to know who inserted that statement because it was not part of the January meeting. I demand that the minutes be revised. And I further demand that Rich Lockhart be removed from the staff liaison position and that be assigned to Casey Toomey. That's all I have to say. I would have brought criminal charges if I could have located the statute. Look at him smile. Did you, did you guys see him smiling after that? This is serious. This is deadly serious, and he's over here taking it as a joke. Thank you, Mr. Thank you. Um, did we discuss during the last meeting? I'm not recollecting. No, we did not. We did not discuss. That you wouldn't be present for and we wouldn't have a well we we posted in there because it wasn't not it was not just uh myself, it was um was that the resigned? Oh mm -hmm. yes, yeah, Susan Parker. So we did not have a full quorum in order to have that meeting. So that was the reason for the, the revision needs to include that Susan Parker wasn't uh, there and why. When I call you for uh discussion or comment. That is when you can speak. Please do not. Please, news. Please do not disrupt or interrupt, uh, Mr. Chair. That was the discussion at the January meeting. If you remember, uh, you told the board members you weren't going to be there in February, and since we didn't have a quorum, the meeting had to be canceled. So when we did minutes, uh, those are done from the actual video of the meeting, and that statement was made at the meeting. Mm -hmm. So um, do we want to make a motion to add in that uh, bit of comment into our meeting minutes for January? I mean, I would have to go back and review it. Dr. Turner, do you have any comment on or thoughts on the minutes? I think we just need to be honest and have integrity and add what needs to be added to the minutes if it's missing. Okay. So, um, so can we have them revised to reflect however this was done accurately? Mm -hmm. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> so we make a... What do you want to, to revise? Yes. What do you want to revise? Yeah, I mean, is there language that's being inserted? I'm sorry, I'm trying to write it down here. I, as far as I recall, and I'll restate it, uh, we did not have enough work. Yeah. That's that's what the video indicates, yes. So we, when we do the minutes, we watch the video. Yes. So if you watch the video, there was discussion at that meeting that since you wouldn't be here, that would mean there would only be three members for the February meeting. It was shortly before the February meeting that uh, Susan Parker got appointed. And then right after she was appointed, she resigned. So we still didn't have a quorum for that meeting. That is correct. That is as far as I remember from seeing the videos and the com any communication. So let's add to the, let's make an adjustment to the meeting, uh, to the agenda, I mean, to the meeting minutes for uh, January that we did not have enough work for. Okay. 
So chair, the, the, here are the minutes up on the screen. Okay. Um, the next meeting is scheduled for February 9th due to chairperson minor being absent next month. There will not be a meeting in February is what I'm hearing that it, that you all are directing that it should say, uh, due to there not being a quorum, there will not be a meeting in February. Is that what you all recollect or just strike this sentence entirely and say the next meeting is scheduled for February 9th or that's what I'm looking for. Okay. Yes, I think it is. What do you think, uh, board member uh, Bickford and board member Turner? I mean, if this sentence were to be taken out, then the next meeting is scheduled for February 9th. So what would we like to say here in this sentence? And what would, how would we like to replace it? Dr. Turner, too. I'm... Bearing in mind. I can just add that what Chief Lockhart just mentioned, that the chair mentioned that he was not going to be present for the February 9th meeting. We didn't have enough for a quorum. So it did not happen. Yes. If you want, we can go back and look at the meeting again and give all of you a chance to do that and bring these minutes back to you next month. I think that might be the most prudent yeah. option. That way we can go back and we can all review. Yeah. <clears throat> then we can just update this as appropriate. Okay. We want to make a motion to review uh, last month's uh, February's meeting. January. For January. Anybody want to want to make that motion? Also move. I would second since I wasn't present for it. Okay. So we. Uh, Community we input, please. Uh, we have a, a motion to approve by uh, Board Member Temple and. and to update this accurately yes or as consistent with our findings so mm -hmm. we'll work um casey can we work with you to get oh audio's gone <sighs> oh <sighs> gosh darn it sorry that was my fault thank you oh thanks Dean. mr watts uh would you like to make a comment Thank you for your efforts, Mr. Miner. I just want to add where, relative to these minutes, as they are with the town commission minutes, they are synthetic, artificial, and do not reflect what went on in the meeting. They have been sanitized. I continue to not understand what the problem is in having a he said, she said series of minutes given the amount of technology that exists and the simplicity associated with a he said, she said, using sophisticated, cheap software. The only reason that can be given for this sanitary piece of trash is we just don't want to remember what happened. It was brought up in the last town commission meeting a couple of days ago, Robert's Rules of Orders speaks to, it's more important to know what went on in the meeting. Anyway, thanks. Take your, up to you now, Mr. Miner. Thank you, Mr. Watts. 
We're ready to move on. So there, I believe there was a motion to review the January meeting and revise these minutes and place them back on the February agenda. Is that where we left it? Yes, a motion. On the, April uh, which agenda? agenda? The March April or the uh, April? So agenda. it was moved. Yeah. It was moved and then it was seconded. And then now what? Did we vote on that motion? I don't know that they really no, not vote yet. on this. They just need to direct us to go back and look at the meeting. And then if they want to provide input, we'll get some corrected minutes for the April meeting if there's any corrections to okay. be made. Okay. Thank you. So we need to vote on that motion, correct? I don't think you need to. It's not an action item. So you're asking us to go back and update the minutes. And then you all are going to look at the minutes as well and provide any direction to us about things that need to be added. So it's not an action item. You don't have to vote on it. I know you took motions on it, but you don't. it's not something you have to vote on. Got a motion a second. So right. at this point, vote. Yeah. I think a motion will vote. And the motion is simply to review the video. Mm -hmm. And see if mm -hmm. that statement is sure. accurate. Either way works. All those in favor of uh, the motion to review the uh, minutes for April? Um, let's start with uh, Vice Chair Bickford. Uh, Vice Chair Bickford, I say aye. Uh, uh, Board Member Turner? Yay or nay to reviewing the minutes for April? Four. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, Vice uh, Chairman Miner. Aye. Uh, board member um, Temple. Temple. Aye. Board member Cleary. Aye. So noted. Let's say that we have uh, unanimous. Thank you. And since y'all have the minutes, if you just want to get me the things that you want to include, I'll be happy to include those and bring them back to you in April. Okay. So moving on, are we? Are you ready, Casey? Yep. Okay. You want me to read the public comment? Is that correct? Uh, sure. Okay. Pub oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, the public is allowed to speak at public comment after first being recognized by the chair, except that any complaints or comments regarding visually identifiable officers are not allowed. Rather, any such comments or complaints may be provided to the board in writing, and the board will forward such comment or complaint to the appropriate person within the Lawrence Police Department. The board may establish reasonable limitations on the allowable length of public comment. As a general practice, the board will not discuss or debate these items, nor will it make decisions on items presented during this time. So let's open it up for general public comment. Please state your name. The sentence should be just stricken from the minutes. <clears throat> I want to review with the new members and the old members as well the actual bylaws that you operate under. Section two of article eight, board members shall not make specific inquiries. You're not allowed to ask questions. Sec uh, article nine, section two, 
It is not the board's duty to reinvestigate. You have no investigative authority. You have no investigative mandate. There's nothing that you can do there. Continuing in section two, therefore, in its review of the police department's factual findings, the board will review the evidence, but not reweigh it. Now, how is it that you're supposed to review evidence and not reweigh it? What, what is that? What are you reviewing? This is literally the epitome of we have investigated ourselves and found no wrongdoing, and now we need you to sign off on it. This is the epitome of that. I escalated a complaint to this CPRB in January and I've heard nothing. I want to know why. It was James Richards' homeless jaywalking citation was the only citation. Your illustrious chief came in here and gave all kinds of reasons why he didn't know anything about that complaint. But everything about that complaint was made very public in city commission meetings, in communications back and forth with city leaders. He was included on them. I escalated that complaint in writing as soon as the results came out. I sent an email, said I am demanding this to be escalated to the CPRB. That was in January. We're in March. I have heard not a fucking word. Why? Why are you not communicating with me? Why? <clears throat> Isn't that a question? There's no answers during this time. And they'll throw you out if you ask anything while I'm talking, just to let you know. Please wait for to be. <laughs> so uh, they might discuss it if they feel called to, but I doubt that'll happen. Now, continuing on with what we were dealing with in the minutes, your agenda does not get posted on time. There's no attention to details with this board. There's no concern about how this board operates. Your agenda did not get put up until I made a phone call to the city clerk's office at about 2.30 in the afternoon yesterday and demanded that it be put up. And then when it was put up, it didn't have the public comments. So I had to make another phone call today to get them to add the public comments to it. That's the lack of attention to detail here. That shows the importance of this board. It shows the importance. And it's an example of what the problem we have with this board is. Again, I want to demand that the man be removed from the staff liaison position and that be assigned to Casey Toomey. Thank you, Mr. Wolf. Would anyone else like to make public comment? Please state your name, sir. My name's Pat. Um, the professionalism in the Lawrence Police Department is very low grade. Uh, the professionalism of this council is very low grade. You guys are the elders of this community. You're not playing that out very well. Do your jobs, start doing them right. You laughing at this man a minute ago, that deserves that you are not professional at all, and you should probably not have the rights that you have in this town. And I would like to have your oath of office and your bonds because people are getting fed up with uh, the way the police department are handling things. I'll tell you a coincidence. I got kidnapped off my own property. 
the man pretended to be a law enforcement officer. Law enforcement came out to my house while I was being retained by this man and admitted to what he had done and did not receive any charges because of his pull in the community. Okay, we, the people, are going to start holding each and every one of you accountable, and especially you, sir, and the Sheriff's Department. That is all I have to say. Thank you, sir. I didn't get your last name. Don't worry about it right now. You'll see me again. He doesn't have to give it, Mr. Meyer. No, I don't. <laughs> Is there any other public comment? Uh, Mr. Watts. Thank you. Hopefully the audio is coming. Sometimes there are issues with it. Uh, the video, well, that's another story. But I appreciate the effort, and I also appreciate the good citizens in front of me having the courage to come forward and speak about our community police department as we, and Rich and I have exchanged emails in this arena, reimagine policing. All right, let's focus on reimagining reimagining policing in Lawrence, Kansas. Let's focus just on Lawrence. The police do not need to request or they don't need to ask me for my identification papers like I'm in South Africa rocking around with a pass system. The Fourth Amendment protects me in that regard. However, over and over and over, our police ask because they're playing games with words and asking people to do things instead of what they can legally require. In the emails that I have, uh, two emails that I've sent to you with respect to this issue in terms of the Fourth Amendment, this is a way that we can reimagine policing in Lawrence. They don't need to be demanding identification unless they're going to make an arrest. Additionally, having these guys roll around in tanks anymore, coming up on people, it's got to change. This is Lawrence, Kansas. It is not Fallujah. It is not Iraq. It is not Afghanistan. It is a hick college town in the middle of flyover country over country we need to have guardians in our community who help us not beat us we're going to in a couple of minutes be talking about this use of force policy report let's move forward with that for now thank you thank you mr watts I'd like to take a second to discuss here. We did receive. I, oh, sorry. Is there further public comment? Yes, please. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Thank you. This is Jeremy Rothkuschel. I'm, I apologize. I did not see uh, the hand raise function on my Zoom screen. Uh, I wanted. Okay. Thank you. I would like to address the question of the minutes. First of all, this shows exactly why these minutes are not legitimate. And this includes basically the totality of Lawrence uh, city governance at this point. I will quickly read from Robert's rules of order in terms of the reason 
for actually including written uh, minutes about the actual statements that were made rather than uh, looking at a YouTube after the fact and then inscribing intent by the administer of this meeting, Chief Lockhart. You're not supposed to be ascribing intent to what people are saying. You're supposed to report what people have said in this way. Uh, quote, this is from Robert's Rules of Order, page 81. Quote, in keeping the minutes, much depends upon the kind of meeting and whether the minutes are to be published. Under no circumstances, however, should the clerk criticize in the minutes, either favorably or otherwise, anything said or done in the meeting. If they are to be published, which your meetings are, minutes are to be published, anything said or done in the meeting, uh, if they are to be published, it is often of far more interest to know what was said by the leading speakers than to know what routine business was done and what resolutions adopted. In such cases, the duties of the secretary are arduous and he should have at least one assistant. So that, that needs to be rectified. This is a key example of when uh, minutes need to be actually clarified in terms of what was said. Uh, additionally, this is obviously a moment where this quote unquote review board is must search its soul for the nature of its reason for being. And it needs a new ordinance. It needs to become an actual citizen uh, oversight board of all things police in Lawrence. The police will become better for it, but they must trust under submission of the will of we the people of our actual ethos in the town. We need to write the manual in conjunction with input from our uh, public servants, our peace officers, in terms of the nature of our values, including such things as the question of how oversight is handled in relationship to what Michael from Lawrence Accountability has mentioned, or how the ethos of our relationship with our God-given natural rights that are protected under the Fourth Amendment, as Stephen Watts has mentioned. We do not need to train our police officers to attempt to abuse the rights of uh, individuals that they encounter to give up their identity, which is an obvious uh, attempt to solicit information that is protected under the Fourth Amendment. And then finally, in wrapping up, I want to know where we are in relationship to the question of the 1033 program in terms of the militarization of police and equipment, and then also BriefCam, Israeli military intelligence software you, that the police department contracted with three years ago. I want to know where we are on those things and Thank stopping you. them in the future. Thank you. Tell the truth, brother, because we met with the police and they promised. So who was that? person that was speaking that was mr watts oh okay okay so uh let us move on are there any other i don't see hands? any other hands raised at no i do not hands? see any i don't see any hands uh, okay hello this is alex kirk what agenda item are we on general public comment general comments oh thank you uh may i speak yes uh Thank you, uh, Community Police Review Board and city staff. So I just got to this meeting. Um, it seems pretty hectic, and I'm not going to lie. As you can see, the last three public commentators are very pissed at this board, uh, and it drives me nuts that they're pissed, and I'm pissed, and they tell me that they're pissed. So, yeah, and 
I've been working with this board for, I don't know, a long time, and it's it's going crazy. It's ridiculous. This board is not getting anything done. It's not reviewing anything. It's basically, what's the point of this board? I'm kind of pissed, if you cannot tell that. So uh, maybe you guys should figure that out soon. Um, and I uh, fully support what Lawrence Accountability said and the other two public commentators. Thank you. Are there any other hands raised comments from the public? I do not see any. I do not see any either. Moving on to. Uh, I'd like to respond to some of the things that were said here. Okay. Um, we did receive an appeal of a complaint from Mr. Aravi and per the ordinance, and we've reviewed an appeal here before an executive session. It wasn't an appeal. What, what was the executive session for then, if that was not an appeal? No, that was a complaint. To give you guys an example of what a complaint file looks like, it wasn't an actual appeal. That was a, a former employee. Um, when you reviewed it, he had retired. The intention was to give you guys an idea of what the complaint file looks like, what it the process looks like. It was presented to us as, as an item to review. Oh, okay. And it took a substantial amount of our time. So if that we was a training exercise. We were told it was Please do not disrupt. If that was a training exercise, it should yes. have been presented as such so that we could decide how to use our time. Um, in any case in which a complaint related to racial or other bias-based policing is submitted to either the police department or the board and the complainant is unsatisfied with the police department's findings, the complainant may appeal the findings to the board in writing within 14 days of receipt of notification of the department's findings unless prohibited by federal, state, or local laws, or state or federal law enforcement regulations, the board shall, upon written request of the complainant, review the police department's investigation to determine if further investigation is needed. Such review shall take place in executive session in accordance with KSA 7543-19. If offered, the board shall accept a written statement from the complainant before it recesses into executive session. We need to schedule an executive session and review the appeal. So if we need to bring counsel in for April's meeting, <coughs> let's get that done. What, which uh, investigation are you talking about, or which complaint? Is it one of the, is it PC 22-129? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna have questions about that as well, but I was waiting for that, for the uh, report from Chief Lockhart. Okay. I think and item can, C2. Sure, and if that's a better time to address this, then that is what we'll do. So we want to make a note to have an executive session in April in regards to... The appeal that we've received. The appeal that we received. Um, could you go I believe more? there was a case file last time that was brought to us. There is no case file in this complaint. Ooh. So, if we have an executive session, what will that be on? What do you What do you recommend? A review of the complaint. The review of that complaint. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we can work with uh, Casey. Casey. We can work with you and the city attorneys to get that straightened out. I think that's a good suggestion. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate it. Because we will need counsel on that. Yeah. Can I? 
uh, is you want me to wait till we get to Chief Lockhart's report, or should I ask the questions now? Uh, let's wait till we get to okay. that, that piece. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that we. That'll make us keep us consistent. <laughs> Um, so let's move on to uh, updates from the subgroups. Are we ready to move on? I'm ready to move on. Okay. Uh, policy committee? Sure. I actually just have a question from the policy committee. The policy that is available to the public is still dated as of April 2022. In our meeting on November 10th, um, you said that we received quarterly updates from Lexapol and that those were reviewed and incorporated as appropriate. Twice a year, the PDF, I, I missed exactly what that was, but twice a year, the PDF should be updated and all policies are reviewed annually. So next month is April. We have April 2022. I know there have been some updates, you know, involving facial recognition language. I don't know what other policy updates have been made. When will we have an updated policy available? I'll check on that for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Chief Lockhart, is the bias-based policing policy, which is 401, is that, that's on the, I guess, in our training materials, is that still current or is that? What's the date on that one, sir? Well, copyright, Lexpol. Did you get that from the website? Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll check and make sure okay. you got the most updated one. Okay. Thank you. And please, when you start, mention your name, board member, your name, so that we keep that on record. Uh, are you done? Are you done? Um, I think, yeah. So just when is the annual review of the policy scheduled for? So the, the policy review takes place throughout uh, the year. So when we get updates, we look and see if there's anything we need to update. At the beginning of each year, we had the officers start to review all of the policies and sign off on those acknowledgments. So that started uh, in January and that continues. So there is not an annual review of the policy? The annual review is having all the officers review the policies to ensure that they are aware of any updated uh, versions of the policy, things we've made, and then uh, they sign off on them annually. Okay, so that's at the beginning of each year? Yeah, we started that in January. Okay, so all of the revisions that have been made since, I guess, January of 2022 are being reviewed now by? The officers are going into the policy, into Lexapol. They're reading the policy, acknowledging that they have uh, read and, and understand the updates. That's what takes place every January. And when are those updates that they are reviewing going to be available to the public? The or to this board? Um, I'll get you, the updated PDF should have been done, and I'll check on why it hasn't been done. Okay. So can we get a report on the status of those policy updates for next month? When you were asking for a report on the status of updates, what are you talking about? I, I was told that we received quarterly updates from Lexapol, that those were reviewed by review committees and incorporated as necessary. Right, so everything like And then there's an annual policy review, and that at some point, I think you indicated that it was updated twice a year, but we're in April of 23 and still have an April 22 policy. So I would like an update on the status of getting a revised and updated policy posted publicly 
because the policy subcommittee is supposed to be reviewing policies, mm -hmm. and it would be nice to have the current policy okay. set. Yeah, we'll get that updated. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And if if it is not updated by next month, can we please get a status update on sure. where that sits? Yeah. Thank you. Can uh, this is Greg Temple? Can we? Uh, what is the policy committee, and who's on it? Well, we have subcommittees. Okay. So we have a community engagement subcommittee and we have a policy subcommittee. So our work is to review the policies, maybe make suggested changes, and to also work with the community engagement group to see what kind of feedback we're getting from the community. Currently, um, board member Littleton and I are the members of the policy subcommittee. Um, our third member has since resigned from the board and we're going to do a community engagement update and Chair Miner sits on that board and I believe Dr. Turner is also, or not, on no, that subcommittee. Yeah. So to, um, to add to that, uh, this is uh, Chairman Miner, to add to that, uh, currently we have a subcommittee uh, for the policy committee is Bickford and uh, Little, and Littleton, board member Littleton. And then for the community engagement is currently myself because before that we had, um, well, I forgot the uh, uh, chairman's name that had left and then we didn't have another individual. Would either one of you be interested in uh, one of those committees? Tell me a little about about what its purpose is and what it does. Okay, the purpose of the uh, policy committee is to review the policies and procedures and make sure that we are cognizant and uh, and experienced in the procedures so that we can be the middle person in regards to uh, those procedures because uh, and to help the citizens out when they have questions and for us to do our own fact finding. And that goes beyond the uh, bias policy? It goes to all their policies? Because my guess is there's probably a couple hundred policies there. There's, there's, a, there's a few. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you can review those policies and see how they apply to our current policies and procedures. That makes sense. Okay. So it's you review all the policies, not just I, I, I think bias you ones. Yeah, I think okay. you should see how how they can work in there. But the main thing is right now our focus is on bias. Right. Uh, as for the community engagement, um, uh, it is myself, and uh, anybody that would like to be on the community engagement uh, is welcome to join me. Uh, what the processes with community engagement is to reach out to uh, various organizations, make ourselves present, and for people to feel comfortable in talking with us, and as well as reaching out to the police department and things like that. So we have that interaction between the community, the police department, the city, commissioners, all of those things there, and we get a better understanding of the, uh, how, what the, uh, citizens and everybody feels about the activities going on in Lawrence, Kansas. And as I understand it, under the specific duties under the city code, one of those duties is to assist the police department with community outreach opportunities involving racial or other bias-based policing prevention. So I'm assuming that's the category it fits under. That is correct. Okay. 
So uh, I wouldn't mind being on that committee, but uh, I don't. Well, we could arm wrestle or Well, we do have two, and uh, <laughs> the two of you could be on the community engagement. I, well, and that is fine. I, I think my experience and skill set, as well as prof professional potential professional limitations, would lead me toward the policy committee, but I'll do what's needed. Well, then this will give you an opportunity to work outside the box. <laughs> <laughs> So we currently have two members serving on each subcommittee. Yes. Yes. Now, um, Dr. Turner. Dr. Turner, would you be interested in being on one of these committees? I thought we had established in the last meeting that I was on the community engagement with you, Chair okay. Minor. Uh, yet mm -hmm. I haven't heard from you the whole entire month about anything about that committee, so. Okay. Is that in the meeting in the minutes? Oh. <laughs> I thought it was established already that I was on the community engagement. That was my recollection. And what is that? Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I didn't know where you were at that because of the disconnects and when the, uh, our meeting times. So uh, we did not be able to. Uh, uh, get together on some of those activities. Was that left out of the minutes? Do you need to revise? I can I can offer Probably. to remove myself from that from placement on that subcommittee if Dr. Turner's already on it and there's two people. Well, well, we, we can have a third person. Yeah, we can have a third person. Okay. So okay. if each of you has a preference and it sounds like that is accurate. Yes then I would support that and I would make a motion and make a motion for Temple. Gary Temple to be a member of the community engagement subcommittee yes. and for Brenda Clark to be a member of the policy subcommittee. All those in favor yeah. say uh, aye. Do I get a second? second? Oh, do I'll second it. Do we, uh, board member uh, Turner, uh, yay or nay to the appointments of the subcommittees? Sure. Okay. Board member Bickford? Aye. Chairman Minor, aye. Board member uh, Temple? Aye. Board member Clary? Aye. I'm saying your name correctly, am I? Yes. Okay, thank you. Oh, I'm sorry, I wrote down. Okay. Mr. Chairman, if I could just clarify. So we've got Minor, Turner, and Temple on community engagement. Yes. Bickford and Cleary and Littleton on policy. Correct. Okay, thank you. Now, it's... Why is the police chief acting as the administrator of the Citizen Review Board here? <clears throat> Mr. Uh, Jeremy... Please wait for public comment and then we can answer or have that discussion or you can bring that up. So just a point of clarification and maybe uh, the assistant city manager might know this or you all might. Are these when we meet as a subcommittee on these two committees, is that open to the public and uh, does it have to be announced like any open meeting? Uh, because there's not a quorum of this board present. They do not have to be announced. 
Um, obviously, if the board is interested in having them be announced, we can facilitate that, but there is not a requirement that they be announced. Okay, thank you. And so is that something we would set up a time to meet? Either by Zoom or, or understand yeah. the guidelines and, and take the actions within that, yes. Okay. Because, we, you know, we, we all are time constrained and we do different things and different jobs. So as we break those pieces out or determine, we could do that on our own, you know. So it's a working group. It's exactly. no action will be taken. Therefore, it's not a public thing. Correct. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, uh, board member Bickford, do you want to take the lead in scheduling it? Scheduling a meeting? Um, we've just, so I'm on the policy group. I'm sorry. I, I can you. schedule for you guys yes. if you Chair want. Chair Minor. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't care about your subcommittee. And no. I, yeah, and I, I can give you the, uh, my thoughts on uh, how the engagement committee will work and once again it is something that is interactive you give your viewpoints I give mine and we go forward since we're since the direction to us is to work with the police department we we may want um, yes. chief 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 Lockhart <laughs> Lockhart <laughs> yes. uh, in on that conversation as well as, as, as needed yes yeah. Because, we, and I'll, I'll get into that as I talk okay. about a little bit of the community engagement. Very good. <laughs> Is there anything else before we go forward? Okay. So the uh, community engagement. Uh, I'm going to share a, a few things here that what I have done uh, in regards to the community engagement. Uh, I had a good opportunity to uh, invite the uh, police chief. Uh, to speak at the uh, Lawrence Branch in AACP. And uh, he spoke in February, which was a good opportunity for that branch to speak with, to get some feedback from the police chief on questions they had. That is part of uh, my thoughts on community engagement. And we're reaching out to them. We're asking others, other organizations to, to, for us to talk to and things of that nature. One of the other things is uh, I will do, I did this, um, I went out and I visited various activities within the city of Lawrence. Uh, we had the uh, fentanyl at the uh, Lawrence um, uh, school board and uh, I didn't, I think I only asked one question, but I did not announce myself as a community board member. I just wanted to participate. If, if the opportunity presented itself, then I would, you know, try to get some feedback on what their feelings are with regards to uh, police activities, how is Lawrence doing, how is the board doing. Uh, but I didn't do that. I just, that was a very good conversation on uh, law enforcement and its interaction with the school system and what they were doing with regards to students and the general public. Uh, I also attended uh, a League of Women Voters meeting where we were talking about meet your representatives. And uh, once again, I uh, just sat and listened and did not have a lot of opportunity to give more feedback from uh, our state representatives and our seat, uh, senators and things of that nature, but uh, was there present if that opportunity presented itself. Also, um, let's see, uh, I went to the uh, Martin Luther King Day Church of Latter-day Saints, and I did have an opportunity to talk to some individuals and let them know of the, uh, that I was a member of the, or chairman 
of the Community Police Review Board and asked them their feelings on and thoughts on uh, regarding police activity, Lawrence, how we're going in direction and things of that nature. Uh, a majority of them all said they don't have any police act encounters with the police in Lawrence, Kansas or things of that nature. Uh, but let them know that, you know, we have this board here, we have opportunities here, if they have issues or questions or concerns, to bring it to the board. And, and I told them the days and the times that we meet. Um, so moving forward, I'd like to move on to the uh, presentation. Before you do that, you've been very busy. Thank you for, for uh, willing to put in the time on that kind of stuff. There's no disconnect. There is an issue going on, the public probably is aware of, but that's no excuse for you not to communicate with another member on the subcommittee. And um, one of the things is we let the minutes so reflect, please. One of the things is interaction is a back and forth issue. You know, hey, what are you doing as opposed and along with what are you doing? So that's one of the things. If it, if it seems like the group is not moving forward, don't hesitate to reach out and say, hey, what are we doing? What can we do? Things of that well, way. I guess, I mean, I'm the new a new person here, and I don't want to speak out of turn, but it seems to me we need to get together, at least on the phone or on Zoom and brainstorm Yes. Ideas about how we can accomplish that goal. Mm -hmm. You are correct. So that we can work and uh, coordinate it. So when we get together, we can do that. Great. Thanks. So moving on, what you'll see here is an example. I talked about it several months ago. And just to let everyone know, um, we were talking about uh, complaints, and I had heard a comment from the uh, police department that they said we'd mostly get phone calls. So um, I thought that's fine. That, that, that's good opportunity there. But uh, what do we have uh, electronically? And how does a person go about filing a electronic report? So I went down to the library and I went through the process there as if I didn't have a computer at home. And I went through the process and uh, at my home and things like that. And I also went and looked at it on my cell phone and see how put myself in the position of someone that wants to file a complaint or cite some wrongdoing. How would they go about that? So I saw some opportunities for improvement there. And these are only recommendations. This is not a, a strong request to say, do it this way or anything like that. But one of the things that I think it would be helpful for the board is if we start the meeting or before we get to the meeting, we show here are the opportunities if the citizens want to file a complaint. It has like a header, like a personal safety, you know, announcement. And shows the different things there that uh, they can reach out to these links, or they can mail the form, or they can call the police department. Also letting the, uh, uh, the individual, the citizen know that uh, appeals will be reviewed and determined if in the scope of the board for a decision. Because that's one of the things that the board is, it comes through and if they have an appeal and if it falls within our scope, then we, we can review it. Uh, moving on. 
So here's what I saw in regards to the current uh, format. When you go into the Lawrence, Kansas Police Department complaint, you'll see that it has uh, good information. It guides a person through that. But I, I was thinking, what could we do to make it more visible uh, for citizens to file a report? Uh, because some people have a, a difficulty in speaking with the police or anybody. So maybe they would be more uh, comfortable than going to the library or at home and writing and typing it in. Once again, though, the police department will still reach out to you, to that individual, and get more information and provide that hopefully positive interaction. Uh, moving on to the next slide. Should be a third slide. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So this is a recommendation, just something a little bit more visible, uh, where that individual goes in and they see that uh, what type of complaint it is, a Word document or a PDF, and they can click on the form and get to where they do, uh, where they need to be to fill it out. And the other thing is that how to submit it. They could be mail or email or calling the office of the or sending it directly to the office of uh, public accountability and just making things a little bit more visible. I did not want to go through a lot of detail. I did not want to say this is what these are problems or anything like that because uh, it takes money and it takes time and it takes review or whatever to take it to make it better. It is up to this board and the police department to make that decision if it should be if there needs to be improvements. Uh, so that is just my opinion on this. And that's all I have on there. Could, could you bring that issue to the subcommittee to yes, I, get I, our, and then we could make a recommendation to the board here? I had brought that up early on and I said I was going to work on it. Okay. You know, that was months back though. That was before a, a board member Turner and all of those were on there. Just to say this, I went through this activity. So I was kind of restating, uh, I was restating to you all for your information on what had happened in the past and what drove me to this. And, you know, once again, it's, it, this is how my opinion of how these subgroups will work, you know, will bring these things forward. And, you know, we talk about them, but at the time I was by myself, you know, so. <laughs> Be a quick conversation with yeah. yourself. Yeah. I understand. <laughs> so, uh, are there any? Uh, let me see. Let's moving on to receive the monthly complaint. Um, pause, oh. pause here. Um, I think that you're getting a request from your subcommittee to take this work that you did do on your own. So thank you for getting that started. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Go back and work together and bring some recommendations from your subgroup, to, which I think we'd all be very happy to hear. I think mm -hmm. the complaint process has been an ongoing item for discussion here. Um, then before we move on to the complaint report, we'd like to take some public comments. Well, we were going to hold off on that till the end, but um, do we speak up? Yes. Let's move in three minutes. So, Stop so see if y'all, if everyone is okay with public comment, uh, is anyone like to make a public comment? Everybody's okay. It's required by the rules, man. 
this is the part of this that I do not understand. You heard the police. You said so in your little demonstration that you did there. You heard the police, but you fucking don't hear us. You don't hear us. You're just going to skip right by us. Mr. Irby, I don't believe that public comment is required for every agenda item. Public it's comment. At the discretion of the chair. It's at the discretion so of the, the chair. The chair Welcome has said if everyone is okay with public comment, he'll allow it. So, 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 so now public comment is just at the discretion of the chair. I believe that's how this board has been operating since Mr. Minor has been yes. the chair. And we were, we are giving you public comment at certain times, and you can add oh. that into there. But it's well, not, not thank not you, Massa. I appreciate that you let me talk. Mm -hmm. This is crazy. This is a citizens review board. Uh, can I speak for just one second? I don't think your clock has started yet. Um, this has been brought up in this board for discussion multiple times. I think at least once we had a discussion and consensus that we would continue to have public comment after each agenda item. Thank you. And we have in our agenda. Thank you for setting the agenda. I we apologize. Have that wasn't my recollection. Okay. Yes. No, that's fine. Yes. It's just that we, that is what we have stated to the public. Okay. The actual rules on public comment is up to the board. As a board, we've decided previously to allow the public to have a comment on each item. I believe that's how it's done in city commission as well. And we are applying public comment to the agenda items. It was just that I was going to add that to the other to the other ones. Okay. But well, until if, the, if, if we want to go, Mr. Ravi. So let's move forward and get public comment. I think Amy. I think Amy Lee was talking. Let her talk. Miss Turner. Doctor Turner had something to say. I'm saying that you're just saying that as a board, we decide when public comment happens. We have not met once to discuss on the past couple meetings when we're going to have public comment. If you say we're going to do something as a board, let's do it as a board, please. Dr. Turner, this conversation happened possibly Big, prior. Bigford, I said what I said because there's no evidence that we have been communicating as a board. And let the minutes so reflect. And I agree with Amy Lee Turner. Thank you, Ms. Turner, Dr. Turner. I apologize for my misrecollection. We can review the minutes or we can go back and review the video, but that was a conversation yeah, this we had in rich. this room. Yes, this is the public taking control that of the meeting. That is correct. And we had this, so. Did the, did the chair just try to actually overthrow the rules of the committee? No, I did not. Let us move on. Let yeah, us did. I'm ready to talk about policy. I'm wondering if there's a way to cut off the communication from people who are interrupting yes. what's going on until they're recognized by the chair, because these interruptions by members of the public, while well, we, uh, I want to hear from them, but I don't want to hear overlapping yelling and cussing and screaming at people uh, I want to hear some reasoned conversation that we can consider, but we can't do it when we're talking over each other. And so the only people who should be talking right now are members of the board. And then when it's thrown up to the out to the public for comment, then they come up one at a time or on on the Zoom one at a time and make their statements. I can't. It's becoming chaos here to listen to them make their comments. Uh, when we're trying to conduct business here. It just doesn't make sense. So let me be clear. I was not trying to cut off anybody or eliminate them from having their say. 
It was just a matter of order. So let's understand one thing. If an individual continues to disrupt, whether it be in person or on Zoom, I can recommend that they be cut off. Mr. and Ravi, do you have a public comment in regards to the uh, items from the subgroups? You heard from us just now, but in your in your in your explanation of your presentation, you stated that you heard the police. But then immediately when you were done, you were ready to move on to the monthly monthly complaint report. That's what we're getting at, Mr. Miner, is that this is one, two, three, four. Have you been chair for four meetings that we've actually attended? There's been a couple that were canceled, but every single meeting you are at, and Ms. Toomey, you and I had a conversation about this, and you said I was pretty hard on it. This is why it's repeated over and over and over every meeting. And sir, I'm sorry, I don't remember your name, the new, new board member. Temple. Temple, Mr. Temple, um, the reason that there's so much chaos here, sir, is because there is no actual control of this meeting by the people that are on the board. The meeting is controlled by the chief, and we've, we've seen that over and over and over. We have a board chair that doesn't follow the procedures of the meeting. And I would be more than happy to see another person sit in that chair. But that's not what we have right now. We have a situation where we have a floundering board that, that doesn't seem to understand where their mandate is, doesn't seem to understand the control that the police is exerting on them, and, 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 and let city staff make, I mean, I, I don't know what that was, but that's not what happened. And I really thank Ms. Bickford for remembering what actually happens in these meetings. And that's part of the role that I fulfill, is I put out videos to make sure you remember what happened. And he's gonna remember this night because I came in here and told him we were going to make some good video tonight because that's what the police want. They want good video to show you a good story and tell you a good story. We can't come in here and talk about the actual facts of the problems. Your committee assignments and all that, it doesn't really matter because there's nothing going to change. You're doing changes on the website and what the Word documents are. That's not changes to the complaint process. You spent all that time doing that while I waited two months to hear about an escalated complaint. That's, that's point proof right there that the things that you should be doing, responding to complainants who are escalating complaints, are not happening. But the things that really aren't going to change anything, like your Word document on the website, those are the ones you're focusing on. Again, we're outnumbered in this room, by the way. I wanted to point that out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mr. Watts, do you have a uh, comment? I'm working on it. I apologize. Is audio on now? Yes. Excellent. I don't like being punished like that, Casey. You don't need to do that. And Listen, I'll show up to the meeting. I'll show tell up. you, Mr. Hey, Ms. Clary, you can sit down and shut up. I'm talking this now. Is, 
This is board member Brenda Clary. I can I'm see you, lady. You, I'm going to tell you that you are here you to go make ahead a and tell comment. Me. You are not here to attack staff or board members. We have heard enough of that already tonight. Now I don't need to hear you scold me like you're my mother. She died 10 years ago, lady. Sit down and shut up. Thank you. I've been doing this for six years, ma'am, and you just show up. I appreciate your efforts, as I do, Mr. Temples, with respect to policy. We do not write policy in our community. It is written by a right-wing think tank, Lexi Pohl, that is making tens of millions of dollars off of the backs of working people so that the pigs in the United States, the cabal that controls policing in America, can contain and retain their power and strength. We need to write the policies for our own community. We do not need to bring them in from right-wing fascists that are part of a cabal, Ms. Clary. I haven't seen you participate in any of this bull butter. That being said, I would appreciate if you could review who Lexi Paul is. It, there is no, for this group, for this board, there has been no containment of information sent to it that is not pro beat the hell out of people by police. I have provided um pieces of data relative to how we can change policing in our community. And I'll continue to do it. The only good thing about having this lkpd.org email is that I expect them to keep all the data I'm sending. And just to let you know, Mr. Miner, your presentation was not uploaded correctly. You could not download it to look at it, and you still cannot. So, Ms. Clary, Please, you can take your sense of civility and shove it because civility has to do with helping our people, not sitting in this board and having you people. Yeah. Thank you for your time. We'll talk about her in a minute, Ms. Clary. Are there any other individuals that would like to give a public comment? This is Jeremy Rothker show. I still don't see the uh, hand raise on my Zoom here, um, okay. but I would like to make public comment uh, for the new board members and and for the previous board members and for Miss uh, Toomey and Chief Lockhart. I want to say that I honor the 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 spirit of public service. This is why it's so important for that public service spirit to be held to proper discipline and account by the body of we the people the body politic which gives any legitimate power to convene these kinds of meetings to make actions that result in procedural or policy changes in relationship to what is meant to be a public servant peace officer contingent is maintained by the body of we the people. Now, the new members of the board should get up to speed. It's clear that members of the public actually know a lot more about what the deeper problems, not only in terms of the nature 
of this board that was, I believe, in a almost racist fashion designed to fail under the guise of using the righteous spirit of the Black Lives Matters moment to then pigeonhole citizen, proper citizen oversight of police policy and action into only allow, being only allowed to look into bias-based policing. Now, with the actual history of the rise of police in the post-Civil War United States, where many were based, especially in our parts of the country, in our regions here, as slave patrols, it is a racist endeavor to try to corral a citizen police review board into only bias-based policing because of the structural dynamics and the history of what is meant to be a peace officer contingent. So local control is really crucial. And this is why I believe Mr. Watts continues to properly harp on why we are having corporate overlords and, and police union sycophants write our policy for our town. We know our values. We have to institute our values with proper input from our peace officers, not have it dictated by a, uh, a, a corporate overlord that are actually just trying to make sure that proper citizen oversight doesn't happen. We need to look into other matters of policy overhaul in terms of the militarization of police and the 1103 program where war, war gear is being supplied to police. We went from blues to black uniforms. We need to look in the foreign outsourcing of really sensitive information, such as potential uh, artificial intelligence to, for example, Israeli military intelligence from brief cam. It is very good that we change the policy to uh, restrict facial. Okay, thank you. We, it's good we changed the policy to restrict facial recognition. That has been shown in many serious academic studies to most be biased against Black women. Now we need to make sure that we do not um, further militarize our police, subject them to the proper oversight of the citizens' will and principles, and also not outsource our uh, intelligence and information data to uh, foreign military intelligence sources such as Israel. Thank you. Thank you, Jeremy. Are there any other public comments, sir? State your name. Uh, Dan, I just want to make sure that Dr. Turner is unable is is able to unmute herself. I was having trouble with the Zoom of not being able to mute folks appropriately, and I wanted to make sure she could do that. Okay. Yes. Okay. Thank you. I would just. Uh... Oh man, the people aren't being heard. Is this on? Oh, but the people aren't being heard at all. This dog don't hunt right here. You don't hunt. You're chasing your own tail, buddy. You not putting case numbers on things that need to have case numbers where there's no paper trail. I can smell out a dirty dog in a second. You're dirty. There's major problems in your head, buddy. And you need to fix yourself or get the hell out because people don't need your bullshit. But that dog don't hunt either. You're making, you're making statements up here that, that you've talked about months ago. There's been no solutions. No nothing. You're just a circle talker. 
talking circles. You're adding up your minutes. You're getting through your meeting. The only thing you're worried about is whether I got 30 seconds left. That's what you're worried about. That's all you was worried about that man. You didn't hear nothing he said. You didn't hear a damn word he said. Accountability. Accountability. It's coming. Do we have any other comments? From the public? From the public or the board. I want to make a point of clarification because I do think that it's accurate to keep track of what does and does not happen and to make truthful statements. So the minutes from October reflect that we had a discussion regarding public comment in which the city attorney gave us guidance. Chair Miner made some suggestions. Uh, perhaps we did not have a vote on how frequently we would take public comment, but it had been the practice to have a public comment after each agenda item, and we have maintained that practice. Just wanted to clarify that point for you. Apologize. Thank you. Is there any other public com comments from the board members? Mr. Board Member Clary, I would just reiterate that public comment on substantive issues is one thing, but personal attacks and ranting and raving should be strictly limited. I should still And I will state that there was no reason, I was had no intent of squelching the public or anything like that. So we had discussed uh, with uh, to me uh, in regards to adding certain public comments and statements there, so we'd add that. That was just a misstatement there, but it is not the intent to squelch, and I will never do that to squelch the public. So it is important that we understand that we have, the citizens will have a voice, and the board will have a voice. But do not take it in an intent that I'm squelching uh, or saying that the citizens do not have a voice in there. Moving on to receiving the monthly complaint report from Chief Lockhart. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, you've got two months this month since our meeting last month was canceled. Um, in January, we didn't receive any complaints. And uh, for that meeting, uh, you would have gotten updates from complaints that were received in November and December. Um, there are three of them there. Um, and then for uh, February, we had two complaints. Uh, one of them was uh, disposed, and uh, the other one is still in process. So if you have any questions, I'm happy to take those from you. I want to go back to the complaint process because I did also pull up in the minutes that we did have on the agenda to consider a motion to move to executive session to, quote, review an appeal from a decision involving a bias-based complaint. So that is what we were doing before, and I believe your office brought forth the files and uh, city council was available to work with us through that process. So I think that's probably the way we need to handle our current appeal as well. Do we need to? So when you say this is Temple, when you say the current complaint, can you identify it by number? That is correct. Um, I've toggled away from the complaint report. 
I think. Where? Oh, I know, I just am on the wrong screen. I'm sorry, folks. This will be February. There. PC 22129? Yeah. That's the one I was wanting to ask some questions about. Sure. Um, it says bias in the description, but I don't know whether that bias is one of the uh, biases listed in the ordinance, uh, in the city code provision. So I was wondering if you could, Chief, if you're able to tell us that or not. Um, so this complaint was a third-party complaint um, submitted to the police department. The person who submitted the complaint didn't actually witness the police action. So in this case, uh, what we needed to do to investigate was contact the person who was the subject of the police action. We were not able to contact that person to conduct an investigation, so that's why the complaint is listed as closed. Um, we weren't able to dispose of it because we can't talk to the person who the ticket was written to. But we know who the complainant was. We know who the complainant was, but the complainant wasn't present when the police action happened. So that person really can't tell us why it was a biased complaint or anything substantive because they weren't there to witness the police action. Um, well, okay. I, I guess I'm a little concerned or question uh, under, the, under the city code provision it, it defines complainant, and that's the person bringing forth the complaint. And so that's the person who would get your findings of the complaint if it's biased based, based upon the um, definition of bias-based policing. So our practice is if you're a third-party complainant, um, you get an acknowledgement of the complaint, but you don't get notified of the disposition of the complaint because you weren't the subject of the police action. So we, we don't typically notify third-party complainants of the outcome of the complaint. So the person who's the subject of the police action would be the person that would be um, uh, part of the investigation that we would interview and, and create the case file. Okay, I guess that isn't clear to me in the ordinance, uh, that third-party complainants wouldn't qualify as complainants under the ordinance. And, and maybe it's... <laughs> Maybe the city attorney needs to weigh in on that issue. Well, it's typically people who are making the complaint were involved in the police action. It's not that often that we get third-party complaints. Right, but... Uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not yeah. opposed to letting you all review it. I'm just telling you there's not anything to review. There's not a case file because we weren't able to interview the person that was the subject of the police action. So all there would Is be... Is that a requirement of processing a complaint? Yes. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to talk to the person to find out if they felt like they were treated differently because of a protected class. But do you, do you not reach out to the complainant? The complainant wasn't present when the police action happened, so they don't have anything to add to the investigation. Well, but we don't know that. Well, we, we do know that. Um, I guess... Um, Look. Maybe it needs to be clarified, but in my mind... Uh, you would need to talk to the complainant. Now, it may turn out to be nothing. They may not have any information. It may all be third-hand information, 
hearsay, but they may lead you to other witnesses who may have first-hand uh, knowledge of what took place. And I know that... Uh, Please do not disrupt. <laughs> hurts me to say that when they're clapping, but... Um, no, hey, we're I, not trying to avoid doing an investigation. Yeah. We just, the, the, the third party person wasn't present when the police action happened. So typically we would interview people, whether they're witnesses or whatever, who were actually there when this police action happened. This person, the complainant, was not present when the police action happened. And we know that because we, the, the person who brought the complaint to us outlined at a city commission meeting how he found out about the complaint. He met the guy at a city commission meeting. That's all he knew about it. There wasn't a reason to conduct an interview because he didn't have anything to add about the police interaction. Right. And so it may be that the report, the investigation you do, is the interview of the complainant who gives you that information. They may give you, or they may not give you, names and locations and contact information on people who did see what happened, uh, including the person who was directly involved in it. You try to interview them. Mm -hmm. You make a good faith effort to interview them and report back as to what, what you found. Um, under the way the ordinance is written, it seems to me the complainant needs to get a conclusion and maybe the conclusion is, I don't know, I'm guessing you're closed, no further information, then the complainant needs to be able to, within 14 days, make a written request for this board to hear it, to, to, to give its opinion. We'll look at it. I mean, <laughs> we're going to expect a reasonable investigation by you uh, and then make our make our recommendation to you and the city manager, I guess, is where it goes. So that's how, I know that's a little more work, um, but it seems to me that's how the code provision is currently written. And without, unless the city attorney tells me I'm wrong, and that wouldn't be the first time, uh, that seems to be the way it needs to go. Sure. Not, our, not the city attorney here, but uh, <laughs> I don't even know. I know I got a name is all I have on the city attorney here. But, uh, I got a name, too. She was a law school classmate. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, uh, this is board member Minor. Was there an op appeal or anything written to possibly have it come towards the board? Not that I received. Okay, so... But he was. But the complainant was given uh, your conclusion of closed. No. No action taken. No. Okay. Well, it seems. So I would come back and say, well, until he gets that from you, his 14 days haven't started to run. Now, feel free to disagree and tell me where I'm off base here, because I. Uh, and well, chief, you feel free to do that too. But that's, in my look at the ordinance. Uh, that would seem to be the safest way to deal with it. This is board member Minor, and, and I, I agree with you 100%. I, I'm just thinking, how do we, was that person informed of 14 days? Are they aware of the current processes, and how can we better communicate that in regards to citizens that say, I filed a complaint, I did not like the results, but they leave it, they don't 
Right. They, they, and then they say the board did not address it in their meeting, but the current procedures and processes say you have these things here. And that's why I was trying to uh, give some more visibility and things like that, because as a citizen, if I'm going to go look at something, I'm going to want to understand what are the things that I have to do so that I'm not going and saying, I'm not in error of saying somebody didn't do something when I didn't do my part. So I'm not putting it all on the citizens. I'm not putting it all on the police. But I mean, was there that right interaction with the uh, both groups so that there was an understanding of what the next steps would be? And I think that's that's what the community engagement subcommittee. Yes. That's what we should be talking about: how to get that awareness out there. Correct. Are there any other <laughs> comments? Board Member Cleary, you look like you. No, I. I just will say that. Um, I mean, if. If I called and reported that I heard gunshots, I doubt anybody would come back and tell me what they found when they, you know, patrolled the neighborhood. But, you know, at the same time, you have a complainant identified who deserves some sort of a, a response. And if it's unfounded and all they have is hearsay information, I don't see that they have really have standing to appeal that but at the same time a letter saying we've investigated and this is what happened is you know it's a fair courtesy um, yeah it's only it's only via it's only allegations of biased policing as defined in the in the code section mm -hmm. that would be capable of being appealed to us yeah correct yeah so this is board member minor was there is there a time lag before we respond whether they we i mean we have someone out there that made this complaint i mean what before we just leave it open what is the time lag is it a month or two months or does it hang out in the wind or what do we do what does the police department do next what would you like us to do next? I'm happy to okay. hear recommendations from you of what you'd like us to do next. We've closed the complaint, so our part of it's done. So if there's something you would like us to do further, we're happy to do that. I just need to know what you want, want us to do. Sure. Um, what was the process for bringing the earlier complaint appeal that came before us in September? What, what process was followed to get that put together and brought to us and have Randy? Uh, we we work yeah we work with the city attorney's office and set up the executive session and you all were part of that yes okay so I would make a motion that we direct the city staff to work with the chief of police to bring forth the complaint appeal for PC twenty two one twenty nine for our April meeting. Um, can I comment on that just briefly? Oh sure. Yes. Um, I think the ball is in the police department's court now to, if you agree with the analysis here, is to provide the complainant with a written uh, conclusion to their complaint. And um, 
I mean, I don't know what the nature of the bias, this says bias, there was an allegation of biasness, but I don't know the basis of that. It could be bias because they've got red hair, or it could be bias because they are twins, or yeah, it could be something that's not related to the bias policing that is prohibited in our city code. So I think that's got to be identified whether it is or not. And if it does meet, if the allegation, regardless of what we think of it, or what you think of it, if the allegation is to a type of bias prohibited in the code, then you would inform the person in your findings or your conclusion, we closed your case and uh, whatever the nature of the bias was, and if it's a bias, uh, if they're al even their allegation, not that you concluded that it was, but if the allegation is bias based upon the code, then you would inform them they now have 14 calendar days to make their written appeal to this board if they wish to appeal it. And then we would then, you would notify us of that, uh, or we'd notify you that we got the appeal, and if it fits the bias-based policing, then we would, uh, you would put together the voluminous investigation, <laughs> whatever the investigation is, we would look at it, decide whether we thought your investigation was adequate, and, and the other things that we opine on in the code, and then make our conclusion to, I guess it's the city manager. Yeah, and right now, we, there's no grounds to demonstrate that there was bias. There, there wasn't anything provided in the complaint that alleged what the bias was. Okay. And we weren't able to contact the person who was the subject of the police action to determine whether or not that person felt there was bias involved in the police action. So at this point, there's really no basis for bias other than somebody said it was. And they didn't identify the type of bias. No. So, um, <laughs> so... To do, uh, so, well, seems to me you is, still you still need to interview them. It seems to me now you don't have to. That and I might be in the minority here when that investigation comes to us. That might be some. That might be the conclusion of the board that you got to go do more, hmm? or it might not be. It might say that's enough. So that's a chance you take based upon how you investigate it. This is board member Clary. I just want to raise the concept of standing because somebody reports something based on hearsay and there's no, there's no input from the person allegedly affected and there is um, really nothing firsthand to be investigated and the person allegedly affected is not complaining, has not been contacted, who has standing to appeal? I'm gonna I'm gonna say that appeals really ought to become ought to come from the person who has firsthand knowledge, if not the person who was affected. And to have a third party complaint from somebody who wasn't present and a you know, an appeal from that. I mean, maybe a thank you for your complaint we've investigated and um, it was closed or the officer was exonerated, maybe some feedback like that. But appeal rights, I mean, you have, to, 
I would think you have to have a, a personal, not just a community interest, but a personal interest and it, at least personal knowledge to have standing to appeal. And maybe that's the position the city wants to take. Right. And, and But I would think we need to have the city attorney weigh in on that. Uh, I would think so. Because so do we want the way it's written, just a second, the way it's written right now, it defines complaint as anyone who makes a complaint. Right. Which could be third party, could be someone in 10 buck two hears about it and wants to make a complaint. Uh, and, I think and, this is, oh, I'm sorry. and so, and it says the complainant gets the notice of the investigation, and the complainant has the ability to appeal that if they make a written request to the board within 14 days. So, I'm just going on the plain language of the ordinance, and it may be that there's some legislative history of the uh, of the city commission uh, that only wanted this to apply to actual people involved in the process who believe that they were discriminated against, uh, but that's or, not how it's written. Right, or at least personally witnessed it. This is board member Minor. I think this is an opportunity for also the policy and procedures. Uh, subcommittee to uh, to look into that, not just a community engagement, but to say, okay, where where do we find gaps? Where do we, uh, we have any? And we use this as a as an example to understand, okay, we have an individual that's speaking for someone else, and uh, police departments that they reached out to various parties, look at those steps there, and see where there is. Uh, opportunities to make it clear to for the individuals out there so they don't think that they're nobody's helping them in their situation but at the same time we get that uh, we get the right information coming back so we don't have a lot of dialogue in regards to conversations that did not happen is that fair to say ready to agree to so we want to still have an executive session or and review this that well, we, this, the city attorney could be given these questions in writing, and then they could give us a confidential memo on the position, legal position. Sure. I just, board member Bickford, just as a matter of public policy, complainant is the person that submits the complaint. This conversation seems to be saying that we should be narrowing the scope of who can and cannot submit a complaint and then be entitled to their response to their complaint and the opportunity to appeal it to this board. I just want to make it clear that it's broad that anyone can bring a complaint and then they may appeal the resolution of that complaint after receiving notice of your findings within 14 days. Uh, point of information from a member of the public. The prosecutor was made an egregious error. When there's the homicide, who has standing the people versus, the people versus, thank you. So you're making a motion. The uh, uh, board member. Bickford. Bickford, yeah. sorry. I mean, I have a worry that that'll open the floodgates. That every, uh, there could be 20, 30, 40 complaints a month of a third party not having any or very little knowledge of what happened making a complaint. And if that happens, we would need to probably go back to city council, I'm sorry, I'm used to city councils, not city commissions, and explain 
what the problem is yes. with uh, having a broad definition of complaint, complainant. But uh, we don't know that that floodgate will open. We don't know. Uh, well, I mean, that's that's the gate we've got now, yeah. right? Is well, we've got we've limited who can get in right now. Well, that is why we have these not by ordinance subcommittee no. to to evaluate that, and if and we bring that to the uh, city commission or whoever to or the police department, however, to say this is. Like what you're saying, this is opening a floodgate or things like that, and and give some examples of uh, supporting why what needs to be changed and why. Yeah, right. But we don't have we don't know that that's going to happen at this point. So what we wouldn't it, you I wouldn't I wouldn't be comfortable going to council now and asking for a change, but. <laughs> We've got to deal shot. with the ordinance as it exists yes. now. Yes. We've been asked by members of the public to deal with many other things related to policing that are way beyond our charge under yes. the ordinance. And so I'm for reining it in to what this, to what the city code says we do. We, we don't do anything else but what the city code says we do yes. because uh, that's what the city council, the city commission wanted us to do. When we go off on tangents that aren't covered in our charge, uh, we waste our time, we waste the citizens' time, and uh, if, city count, if city commission wants us to deal with other things, like buying military equipment or whatever, they need to tell us that. But uh, they haven't done it in this ordinance at this point. So, so I, I think that, uh, so what do we want to do here? Big, uh, you. My motion stands. Okay. All those. Uh, Could you restate the motion? Yes. Sure. So I move that we have the city attorney's office work with the chief, Chief Lockhart, sorry, um, to bring forward a review of the appeal. Now, I actually, maybe we need to revise it because the notice was simply by the report being published. So the complainant didn't receive the notification of the department's findings. So we'd like to direct the police department to issue the notification of the findings. We do have an appeal in email. It says consider this my appeal of, but if we want to follow the process as written in the ordinance, like to direct the police department to go ahead and issue that notification. And upon receipt of the appeal, which I believe will be forthcoming from said complainant, then we will put together the file. We'll get an executive session on the agenda for April's meeting and have the city attorney work with you to bring that in and work with us through that. Yes. Unless the city attorney tells us that third-party third complaints aren't covered in the code and therefore we shouldn't. We could let's deal with it as it's presented to us in this uh, motion. Okay. So, uh, Board Member Turner, do you are you in favor, in favor of, of the motion that has been brought forward? We don't have a second yet. Okay. No. We. So. Uh, Was there a second? To it? We already did. Who would like to make a motion? Oh, who would like to make a second that motion? I'll second it. Okay. <laughs> Board Member Turner. 
Yay or nay to the motion? It's a nay. Board Member Bickford? Aye. Board Member Minor? Aye. Board Member uh, Temple? Aye. Board Member Cleary? With some reservation, until we get more clarification, I would vote aye as well. Let the record show there was, was it two, three, four, four to one? Four ayes, one nay. Public comment. You see, this is another good example of us. Another great example of the public not mattering. You just took action without our input. We don't matter. We don't matter. PC 22-129, I am the complainant. I am the third party that made that complaint. The individual came into a city commission meeting and made the complaint to the city commission. And I walked him out of the building telling him that I was gonna show him how to file a bias complaint with the police department. That bias complaint was filed. I received zero contact, none and it's been publicly reported in two different meetings. Okay, I appreciate everything that, that uh, Mr. Temple said about the responses needed, okay? Ms. Clary, if you're gonna talk about limiting the people that can make a complaint, you're gonna eliminate the mother wanting to make a complaint about her child. You're gonna eliminate the spouse wanting to make the complaint about how his wife was treated. You're good. May I it's just my time. It's my time. It's my time. It's my time. Well, it's my time. This is my time. This is my time. You may be an attorney. This is not a courtroom. This is my time. And the idea that you think that you're going to limit the public, public discourse in this country is dirty. It has been for 250 years. We've had duels outside the House building in Washington. We've had beatings with canes on the Senate floor. Nobody's got any weapons here. We're all using words. Words like fuck, shit, piss, and cunt. Those things can be said in here because we have the First Amendment right to the content of our speech. You control time, place, and manner. You do not control con content in this realm. This is different from a courtroom. Mr. Minor, you speak on behalf of the police quite a bit. You make a lot of excuses for them. You make a lot of excuses for him. You need to get on Mr. Temple's page. He's actually reading the law, reading the code, and saying this is what should happen. This is what should happen. And that's why I read the code. And I say I should get a response because the code says I should get a response. I'm the complainant. This is not the first time I sent each of you an email with a long list of complaints that have been filed. Not all of them are third party. Several times they've been reported without the complainant receiving the response. Your motion is worthless because there's been no investigation. He admitted to you that there is no investigative file. There's not even a piece of paper in there that says we tried to locate the man. There's not even a piece of paper in there that says we tried and failed. That's a hell of an investigation, guys. That's a slapstick job, guys. Good job, Chief. No file. So your first motion needs to be to direct the Chief to appropriately investigate this complaint which started with a man making the complaint in here, me doing an open records request to the city, finding out how many jaywalking tickets were issued in 2022. One to a homeless person. 
I found pictures on our own city web pages on the page for this board. There are jaywalkers in the pictures downtown. It's so ubiquitous in this town. Everybody is shocked that this man got a ticket. He had no money to pay it. The citizens paid the ticket for him. I put, a, I put together a group of people that put together the money to take care of it for him. It's bias against the homeless. Who the hell's gonna pay $160? He, he doesn't have that money. But we don't give anybody else a ticket downtown. He needs to investigate before we try to have an executive session. Please step up, sir. State your name. Uh, <laughs> My time started? Yes. Okay. First of all, the worst thing these guys hate to hear is they're public servants. They forget that. I've asked them who they work for. They don't know they work for the public. They work, by, they work for whoever they sign up with. Uh, Amber, she was arrested down there at the homeless shelter since we're talking about homeless. She got arrested, put in one of their Velcro body sacks, couldn't hardly breathe. They said if she's talking, she can still breathe. That's bullshit. Then I went and picked her up from the police department. I took her back to the same place she got arrested at and she was allowed in. So how did she get a no trespass? And that was a falsified charge because she wasn't trespassing, she lived there. But then she got arrested for a trespass and then was allowed to go back. <clears throat> and now she's got a court date with a fine attached to it. Okay, they hate to hear that they're public servants, which you guys all are. The next step is, I'd like to announce that I'm running for sheriff. It might not be tomorrow, but it's coming up the next election, two, three years from now. And I would be the sheriff that would come and arrest you for breaking the law. I will stand behind my authority, and I will not sacrifice my heart and soul to somebody else that can tell me what to do that would be wrong. Or would I act in a wrong way? And you've given up your heart and your soul because you continue. You've sat here and contradict yourself two times tonight that I've heard. Guys, this man here, what's your name, sir, up there in the white shirt? Temple. Temple. Temple was right on cue just a minute ago. This here lady over here, she said no to you, to your... And he was talking straight in line for the people just a second ago, but whenever it came to saying no, he ended up saying yes. I was like, man, that guy's right on. But he went with the group. We got this gal over here on your 30 computer. Seconds. What's that? 30 seconds. 30 seconds. That's your part you're always worried about, right? No. Or you got to give me that warning? trying to manage it. You got to give fair. me that warning? Okay. Well, before I leave here tonight, I'd just like you guys to know that you work for the people, not for yourselves. Get, get that back in, in your head. Because I see, once again, what I've spoke about tonight is accountability. You will be held accountable. That's all there is to it. It's on its way. Thank it's you, like sir. It's like a freight train coming after you, baby. You stop. Amen. 
Is there any other public comment? This is Jeremy Ross. Michelle, can I make public comment now? Yes. Thank you. What, that, what appeared to just have happened appears to be fairly outrageous in terms of bureaucratic integrity of taking a vote before going to public comment. May the written record reflect that. That was before that even happened. I can't, I actually can't believe that the prosecutor disinformed the board and members of the public on two really crucial components in relationship to things like standing and complaints. One is that if you're dealing, of course, in the realm of a civil law or a civil suit, which may be a complaint might lead to something like a civil suit if it were not dealt with properly, you're then dealing with usually somewhere in the, in the realm of a violation of the first through the sixth, seventh amendments. And if you're dealing with the violation of the fourth amendment, constitutional case law always comes down to questions of objective facts, not subjective uh, intent until you're getting to the place of proving that by the predominance of the evidence that an officer made an action because of bias. But the objective standard is first and foremost what comes about. And of course, you're always going to have witnesses of different sorts. It could be a witness to a video. It could be a witness to a piece of paper. Usually you would want a firsthand witness to provide your, uh, your clear and convincing evidence. And then secondly, the question of standing. We should shut down the Douglas uh, you know, prosecutor's office. We should shut down the entire criminal justice system if you can't have standing unless you can uh, articulate how you feel you were treated in a biased fashion, especially when we consider things such as homicide that sometimes have bias uh, intent. And just one last reminder that when there is a homicide, the victim has no vocalized standing. The standing then is delegated to the people versus the accused homicidaire. The people remain. Thank you. Does it look like there's any other hands? Um, I have a hand up, Mr. Minor. Okay, Mr. Watts. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about this and just to predicate the remark. Yeah, uh, I had sent an email with respect to Ms. Clary's credentials because she has not corrected them on the uh, Internet. And the state or the, the state, the city did not say. Did not provide the credentials for the people on the board, and I think that we need to provide the credentials and why people are there and what they stand for. I stand for a police review board that writes policy, takes complaints, runs the police department. I think it's a great idea if there would be 25 and 26 complaints a month. Having worked in public welfare, I'm telling you that complaints came in all day long and we handled every one of them. The state needs to do that moving forward. Yeah, why are we trying to limit 
who can file a complaint and who cannot? What about a video record that documents police activity and a complaint be filed against it? Because those are going to come. They have been coming across the United States where people have been beaten and manhandled and murdered by police. It's coming to Lawrence, Kansas, if we do not stop it before it happens. That means we help our brothers in blue in the police department and help them to do the right thing. Now, I have sent Mr. Temple and Ms. Clary the most recent communications relative to LexiPol. Let's, let's start right there, please. Can you people please get hip to the reality that we don't write policy in this community? It is written by fascists on the left coast and the right coast and this coast and that coast, all about money. Who has the money to buy their way out of getting jammed up by the police department? So I have to disagree with Mr. Temple. We want all the complaints that we can get so that this department corrects itself. The more, the better. They identify problems and the failure of the community to investigate these problems and leading up to the wolves to investigate their beatings and attack of us sheep, because, you know, that's how they look at us. When you go to their trainings, and I've been to the training, ooh, there's so much to say about this, and it cannot be done in three minutes. There has been no dialogue across our community with the police department other than you know, this uh, song and dance stuff that they give, what did one say? A good video. Oh, uh, uh. The police department just released some video relative to something that went on here the other day. So that it could be on the television. And I'm going, oh, my goodness. Ten seconds. Thank you. At any rate, we need more complaints, not fewer. Just as Louis Brandeis said, more speech, not less. Thank you. Thank you. Are we ready to move on to annual use of force report? I don't see any other hands raised, but I don't. Okay. I don't see any. Okay, so if we did public comment after an action, I I thought maybe I just lost track there, but I don't want to. Can we? Like, if we make a motion, do we need to get public comment before we can do a vote? What I mean, what's the rule there? Well, the board, I don't, we had done, we had done that, made motions without the public comment in the getting the feeling of what the board, <clears throat> from what I gathered from your motion, it helps us understand because we're getting together to better understand this situation. We're not pushing it to the wayside. We're going to meet together to talk about this. So that's not a negative, but for some reason it's taken as a negative. But in the past, we've, we've taken uh, motions with, in between the public comment and things like that, but it was, for some reason it's being taken as we're, we're ignoring the public because we are still taking public comment before and after. Right, I don't know if this is helpful or not, but the action, or the, I'm sorry, the agenda item here is to receive the monthly complaint report. So it, you're receiving public comment about that item. 
I, I think you're, if you want to take public comment on the motion that's on the table, that's up to this board to yeah. do that. Okay. So, I don't, again, I don't know if that's helpful, but. Um, I just want to make sure we're checking yeah. all the boxes. Right, I understand, and yeah. it's, it's hard to. You know, it's just a lot of people trying to do the right thing. Right. And it, it's, a, it's a bit confusing. The public is just so damn pesky. Yes, that's right, Mr. Watts. No. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, so are we ready to move on to uh, annual use of force? Yes. Chief? Did you have something, Casey? Oh, I was just going to say, unless there were any other motions related to that receiving that report, I don't think there were, but I don't know. Do you all think we need to take any other actions? Chief, none of the other investigations that you've listed are the uh, complaints dealt with bias-based policing, I'm assuming. No, sir. Thank you. All right, Mr. Chair. Um, so uh, before we get started with it, I want to review our use of force policy, kind of highlight some of the things that we have. Uh, we have a sanctity of life clause right at the beginning of the policy, indicating that the sanctity of life is most important to us above everything else. We also have a duty to intervene uh, clause in the policy, and we also have uh, de-escalation when possible. And then we also uh, have situations that define when a use of force report is required. Um, and I'll go over those with you here real quick. Um, <coughs> An officer has to complete a use of force report in our software called Blue Team uh, to their supervisor by the end of the shift or as soon as possible when any of the following use of force options are applied to a person. A, discharge of a firearm. B, deadly force other than firearm. C, kinetic energy projectile, which is uh, like a beanbag round or something like that. We also have other ones. Uh, D, taser deployment. E, a baton or ASP strike. Uh, so if you use that as a control technique, it's not a required uh, reportable use use of force, uh, OC or CS gas deployment, uh, OC spray deployment, an improvised impact device, any technique or physical force resulting in a visible or apparent substantial injury. Uh, it does not include minor scrapes, contusions, handcuff indentations. Uh, intentional closed fist punches, kicks, or elbow and knee strikes to the head. And lastly, intentional patrol service dog deployment resulting in a bite. So with that in mind, um, I wanted to just uh, point out that um uh, use of force situations in this past year, none of them were related to a complaint from somebody who was involved in the police action. Uh, additionally, uh, we had about 0.02% of community contacts resulted in a reportable use of force, so a very low number of times was force ever used. We had uh, 15 total cases. Uh, you'll see that there are 26 uh, reportable uses of force. So what you see indicated there are situations where more than one officer used force on the same person. All of our uh, instances of use of force were males. Uh, there were no real disparities with regard to minority groups. Uh, nine of the subjects were white, one was black, one was Hispanic, one was indigenous, and one was unknown because after the force was applied, the person uh, fled from the police and was not captured. Uh, Twelve of the 15 cases were related to calls for service and our largest use of force involved 14 taser deployments over 10 of the incidents. So I will uh, be happy to um, 
answer any questions that you all may have over that. Public. public comment. This is not a use of force according to Lockhart. I'm going to have to review the use of force reporting policy because it appears there's been some changes. Well, Kurt, focus in on this, you know. But the uh, this is a pressure point. This is what happened as a result of a pressure point that was sawed into a man's jaw. Now the unique thing about this pressure point when it was used, the man was fully restrained in the wrap. He was handcuffed behind his back. His legs were completely uh, tied up in the wrap. He had no way to do any kind of a resistance. And if you saw the video of this, you can see the way the sergeant sawed this into his neck. This was violent, unnecessary, above and beyond what needed to happen. But according to Chief, it's not a use of force because it's not in his report. This happened on May 1st. The call started in the 2300 hour and ended in the 0200 hour on the 2nd. This is a pressure point though on a fully restrained man. Now he has uh, announced that he intends to pursue litigation. He had visible injuries. If I remember right, when I reviewed the use of force policy and the reporting policies, those things would trigger a report. Now here's the unique thing about this, because the use of force on this man, this happened in May. It wasn't filed on an LPD police report until October, or I'm sorry, September. The sergeant went back in and watched a video and edited his report to show this. None of the other officers on scene even noted that this had happened. Fully restrained man in the wrap, handcuffed behind his back with his legs fully restrained and just attacked. How much time do I have left, Mr. Miner? You have 30 seconds. There we go. We'll just leave this for 30 seconds. And I want you guys to think about your kids and your family. Maybe they're having a bad day and they get handcuffed. They're calling the, kid, the cops coward ass bitches. Does me calling Lockhart a coward ass bitch mean that I deserve that? Because that's all he did. It's all the man did. Video's on my page. You can check it out. It's Lawrence Accountability on YouTube. Uh, Sir. I'm just speaking from personal experiences. There's reasons why I'm taking the steps and actions I am. I had the police officers come out to my home, invited them into my home. Because I'm a law-abiding citizen, I had my Second Amendment right with my firearms sitting around my home. And because of that, they called in that I was, I guess, maybe going to use one of them guns. Never was I there with the intent to hurt myself, or never was I there with the intent of hurting nobody else. Now, which, the police officer that came to my home, he was trespassing, and he also brought in somebody else with him, and he was trespassing also. So we had two people trespassing in my home that I invited in, and then as 
he escalated the whole situation. My wife, which is now in bodily harm of something happening, with this officer completely escalating the whole situation, higher and higher, my wife looks at the man and says, can you de-escalate? He didn't hear it the first time. She said, de-escalate. Didn't hear it the second time. The fourth time. I don't know what he was taught in his training, but it took four times for that officer to de-escalate. And then whenever his commanding, commanding people above him got there, they told him to get his butt out of there and go stand over there and shut his mouth. And then they apologized to me for the whole situation. So let's uh, have accountability again. You guys work for the people. You have no reason to escalate. And then we're talking about these body wraps. The gal got a no trespassing order that was a falsified charge and was wrapped up in a bodysuit. Paddy wagon came in, they threw her in the paddy wagon, didn't seat belt her in, didn't nothing. That paddy wagon, she's in the suit, she can't move. You understand what, you got the picture there? She's thrown in there, guy could have hit a curb, thrown her across the paddy wagon. Anything could happen to her. She weighed 105 to 10 pounds. And this is what they do to them. 20 seconds. 20 seconds, got your job down got to have accountability. This man here is not running his police force, but he will soon, or he will not have his job. And the ones that are doing wrong, they're going to follow him out the door. That's all I have to say. Mr. Watts. All right. Thank you. You know, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, it's always critical that we all remember that this is a police department which electronically lynched the first and only black police chief in this town and the lynching was supported by the town commission and this very august board that being said as we look at the violence report i want you to understand how bad lexi pole is as they write the policies, because you heard Rich talk about de-escalation when possible. Write the report as soon as possible. That could be 45 years from today, <clears throat> as an example. It's just one piece. I encourage these two new board members to read the policy manual. Now, it's better than nothing, because there wasn't one for an extended period of time. But now the one that they have allows them to do whatever they want, whenever they want, if ever they want. This is not Chicago, this is not New York, it is not Miami, and God bless America, it is not Atlanta. Where police city is being built, and that's what these guys have in mind for our town, building a facility Similar to Atlanta. These, these beatings, I sent an email that had two videos that I asked you to look at. Hopefully you looked at them. 
And you can see what other police departments across America are doing in two instances. We need our police to look at these videos and be told this is not how you do stuff. Then we won't have these reports. I mean, uh, Rich is talking about uh, 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 citizens that have had more than one police person beat on them. Here in Lawrence, Kansas, this is Lawrence, Kansas. It's Lawrence, Kansas. It really is. I hope that you review the materials that are sent to you. I'm getting the inclination that you do not, as these two new members, look at ways to restrict the ability to use this board. This board can do whatever it wants. Just tell the city commission, you wrote an ordinance that expanded your abilities, and it's been sat on for the last what, two years almost now? Sit in there. How many lawyers are on this thing now? We got Ms. Bickford and uh, Clarence. Is Temple a lawyer too? Oh, my God. How about a lawyer for the people up in there? Your turn. Thank you. Thank you. Any more public comment? This is Jeremy Rothkuschel. I would just like to quickly point out that if we want to have a, an effective use of force policy and especially a, a respectful use of force policy, a de-escalatory use of force policy. A lot of this starts in relationship to psychology and public psychology, and especially the psychology of public servants, and in this case, especially what are meant to be peace officers. And I have noticed that the leader of the Lawrence Police Union, who I believe is also one of the uh, named members of the upcoming Citizens Oversight Board, I don't know what it's called, or group, has been pushing what I believe is actually seditious symbology, which is this blue line. Not only is it a defacement of the American flag, which they are, which any proper and legitimate oath sworn peace officer is meant to understand the nature of our governance in this country, one nation under God, and then all of the natural laws and natural rights of the people that are then protected from violation by the government. And this, this is being pushed even to the, the fire department, where now the fire department is being inculcated into the cult of the blue line. It's not only a defacement of the psychology of the symbol of the flag as a unified country with different states, with different uh, you know, modes of living, depending on where you live, at what latitude you live, but it's also seditious in terms of intent because it, it it seems to mean to intend that that the police officer in the militarized black suit is the only thing that stands between what order and chaos law and criminality the the top and the bottom literally and that's not the nature of our system in this country we are a self-governed people. We have peace officers 
who the best of them have both physical and moral courage to step in, to restrain, to stop violence, to stop assault, to take accountability for what others will not. And so I believe... Okay, so I believe that that a proper psychological framework for all of us in the public, and then especially those who step up to be public servants and peace officers, that should be the start of any proper de-escalatory, respectful, and legitimate use of force policy. Thank, Thank you. you I don't see other hands. Any uh, comments from the board? Board Turner, do you have a comment? Uh, Bickford, Temple. I, I appreciate the report. It looks uh, like you did a good job, so thank you. Can, can we just get a clarification as to why this item here did not make it onto this report? Um, it's not a substantial physical injury, and so only su a substantial physical injury is something where somebody is taken to a hospital and treated by a physician. Is that the is that the line for making it onto this report? I outlined the conditions for making it onto the report. I can read those for you again if you'd like. So what was used in that case was a pressure point, so it's not an impact uh, technique. And pressure points are not considered a reportable use of force. So it says, it should be noted that a use of force report must be individually submitted for each decision to employ a reportable use of force option. Right, so uh, use of force, uh, reportable use of force is the discharge of a firearm, uh, deadly force other than a firearm, kinetic energy protect projectile, taser deployment, baton strike, OC or gas deployment, uh, OC spray deployment, improvised impact device, any technique or physical force resulting in a visible or apparent substantial injury. Uh, that does not include minor scrapes, contusions, or handcuff indentations. Intentional closed fist punches, kicks, or elbow knee strikes to the head, and an intentional patrol service dog deployment resulting in a bite. Uh, this is board member Minor. Did that person request go to the hospital or anything like no. that? Did he? Uh, please do not disrupt. Please let us speak. Um, the other question is, um, was he given the opportunity to, did they ask him, would you like to go to the hospital or anything like that? I don't recall that. Okay. Okay. Where are you reading that list from? The policy. Which policy? The one I have in front of me. The use, it's the use of force policy. Okay, what policy section number is that? I'm just trying to follow along. It's on, it uh, starts on page six and then continues on page seven. It's under 300.5, reporting the use of force. Okay, thank you. Are there any other questions that the board may have in regards to the policy, procedures, questions? 
One thing I might also point out in Spickford is uh, this subject was the subject of a domestic violence incident and uh, had several scratches around his neck that were photographed as evidence. And so it's possible that these scratches took place when his, uh, the person he was attacking scratched his neck. Do he you, is lying. The guy do was not, do not. I'll fucking leave. Hey, but this guy is straight up fucking lying. Please, please. It's in the goddamn video. I, he was the victim of domestic violence, oh. and you are a fucking liar. Let's go. Let's go to a recess. God, that is so fucking offensive. Let's that is offensive recess. as hell. You're gonna come in here and lie. Even his damn girlfriend. So, do we have any more questions in regards to use of force to the police chief? Police Department. Thank you for clarifying that point. The the definition that you gave us of use of force is that a common definition? Are you talking about reportable use of force? Yes. Uh, yes, it is. I mean, it's I don't know how common it is because I haven't looked at other departments, but um, it's what we use here. So I guess I can't speak to the commonality of it because I haven't looked at other department's policies. Typically, it's going to require, I mean, from Kansas City, from Warrensburg, it was very similar. So that's my only other experience other than here. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Are there any other questions? I have one question. When we talk about the marks to, uh, the, uh, marks to that individual, do we have any pictures that say before that or any like a video or anything we could zoom it in and say, what I can tell you is that uh, the person in that photo filed a complaint. We completely investigated the complaint and exonerated the officer's actions. We also, um, while it was not required, sent the complaint to our use of force committee who reviewed it and also concluded that the use of force was appropriate. I can't speak like more in more detail publicly about it, but if any of you would like to speak to me about it privately, we can. Um, you know, our duties on this board are ended once we accept the complaint and give it to you. If it's not bias-based policing complaint, then, right. so then it's really outside of our purview to um, delve further, it seems to me. It's not in... Um, yeah, and none of you were on the board when this happened. So last year when I came here, the board hadn't res resolved or hadn't received a single appeal since they existed. So one of the things that I wanted to do to just let you see all of the complaints we get is bring you a monthly complaint report. So that's how this that started. And the idea was that you would be able to see all the complaints we get, because um, I think there was some question about whether or not bias-based complaints were even coming to you in the first place. So now you see every complaint and its resolution every month, even though it's not required by ordinance. The other thing is the use of force report, which came out about this time last year. And again, I wanted to bring it to the board so that the board can look at what we're doing because we're, we're doing really well in use of force. We don't use force that often. There's no disparate treatment of people of color in our use of force. And typically you see there are very minor uses of force, which with one exception this year, we had an officer involved shooting. So that's obviously very serious. But um, most of our uses of force did not result in serious physical injury to anyone. That sounds like you're picking on white people, Rich. <laughs> so... Um, it, it feels like, or it assumes that with regards to the board and our, and please uh, disagree with me if, from my perception, when I came on this board and reviewed earlier, prior to this board, we have a, a citizen that has to appeal and, that, and also those citizens have to be within a certain class. 
And then if it's not in that, in those two that I described, it's kind of out of our scope. But in regards to use of force and things like that, it would benefit us to better understand some of the activities that people complain, but how do we get past that hurdle Just to, to be able to see those things? I think this is good information to get from yes. the police department, but it's not really something that we can dig into absent the uh, commission giving us that. And then how, how and then how much work we want to put into it. Because, you know, there's a lot of things, and I'm not saying we can't. I'm just saying that the time spent in, in, in looking at all the video, looking at all the documents and everything like that, and making a, a in some case, in my position, an untrained decision, but I could do the best I could in regards to where that applies to this policy and procedures. You know, it would be a is a challenge for this board. The other thing too that we've done is we've invited you all to trainings that we have as well. And so um, I know that uh, Mr. Miners come out for de-escalation training and fair and impartial policing training. So um, any training that you all want to sit through, we've got an academy class going on right now. So you're seeing that basic training that they get. Um, love to have you all out to do that. Um, and it's a great time to be able to ask questions and understand how we train our officers. And then um, anytime, uh, Major Cooper's in charge of our Office of Professional Accountability. And I think Jordan and James um, have both visited with him. Um, you're always welcome to go down there and talk with him about how we receive complaints, how we track complaints, how we investigate them, and then also um, our, uh, our systems and internal affairs for monitoring officers as well, our, what's called our blue team software that uh, tracks complaints, uses of force, but also tracks good stuff, compliments that officers get from people. And those are really important for that whole package of making sure that our officers are doing the right thing. I actually do have one question uh, from the use of force listing, and maybe it has to do with my particular um, the field I work so much in, but um, I notice uh, on November 9, 2022, call for service taser deployment, um, and the subject is described as mentally unstable, and the note is admitted to the hospital. Was that for the taser or for the mental instability? I don't, I don't know that those specifics, but I can find out for you and let you know. I will say that uh, when we, uh, Ms. Uh, Board Member Littleton and I met with uh, uh, Major Cooper, we, we take things with the, you know, we listen, we take things with a grain of salt, and uh, try to understand them, go back and do our <coughs> Not that you all won't do that, but, you know, we go back and investigate, because I'm a person that takes it from a middle position. And I will hear one side and hear one other, and I'll ask questions in regards to, uh, to be the pro and con in that case. And we asked those questions and they answered it, but once again, we go back and we do our own homework uh, into those questions. But it, we've got a tight, we've got a tight window. Is, one thing, uh, if I could, one more thing I wanted to mention, um, somebody just messaged me, uh, the instance where the officer used the pressure point, uh, the subject of that use of force did submit a complaint to CPOST, which is our state licensing agency. Uh, they looked at our entire investigative uh, package and took no action against the officer. 
So that's a, another level of review that took place of that incident. Incident. So to restate, it was raised to another level for a different set of eyes to review. Yep. The uh, ordinance refers to uh, us reporting complaints to the um, professional accountability sergeant. Is that is there a person that we if like if I got an email saying I want to make this complaint, who, who would I forward? Yeah, you would just forward that to OPA at lkpd.org. And um, if you remember from uh, Mr. Miner's presentation, it was listed there as well. Um, so it's OPA at lkpd.org. And that's uh, a mailbox that's uh, viewed by the officers that are assigned to the Office of Professional Accountability. OPE. OPA. OPA. Yes. At LK. LKPD.org. .org. Yes, sir. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Are there any other questions? Board Member Turner. Board Member Bickford. Clearing. Nothing further. Board Member uh, Temple. No, sir. So, moving on to the last on the list. Uh, discuss future agenda items. What do we have? And we've mentioned about the uh, having the uh, motion in the meeting to please help me here. And what do we want to put on the next future, next month's items, uh, agenda, things like that? What do we want to have there? I think it's good to have reports from the two subcommittees. Okay. Which, yeah. So that, that's that's standard. Right. Then we've got the issue of PC 22-129 and whether we go into executive session uh, on that. Okay. And I'm going to open it up for public comment. Is there anything that concerns you that you would like to see mm -hmm. uh, or hear about? I would just like to say that. You guys uh, sound like you have a certain amount of authority to be able to take care of paperwork and things like that. I ask that nothing that uh, has been said tonight be taken lightly. I ask that uh, I ask that we don't run around not putting case numbers on things where they don't have a paper trail. I ask that uh, this last situation we were just speaking of. I ask that you guys review the video yourself, just where you have a clear understanding. Um, and that's what I would ask. I would uh, just ask that. Um, other than that. I just say, guys, use your authority in a proper way. Be the pillars. That's what I ask for. And you all have a good evening. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Watts. Thank you. So, Mr. Miner and other board members, how many months have we been waiting for this review group to review the police review board. When are we gonna talk about that as an example? Months ago, I was told that, 
Well, it's going to be next week. Next week came. Well, it's going to be next week. So here we are. Spinning wheels, which is what this group has been doing since its inception. It was formed six years ago with Marcus following the murder by a gentleman in the St. Louis area. And so we threw up this police review board as an afterthought. And we continue to, as a community, pedal. I mean, we're just we're just treading water. So at, at any rate, um, yeah, I would like the 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 board to talk about what is going on with respect to this fancy review commission to review what you guys are doing to put some teeth back into this. And or you can maybe how about putting up as another idea? Let's get the ordinance that you wrote, expanding the powers, and talk about it some more. Let's expand our powers some more instead of sitting around letting Rich tell us how, well, you know, we don't keep track of when we use these pressure points. So they're going to use these pressure points more and more. They're going to do things that they don't have to report. That's how Lexi Pohl has written the rules and regulations. That's all. Thank you. Mr. Jeremy, do you have a public comment in regards to what you'd like to see at the next agenda? Thank you, Mr. Miner. This is Jeremy Rothkuschel, and I think that the years of service by those of good faith on this board and any uh, peace officers or chiefs of good faith in relationship to their oaths, I think shows that the limitation of the ordinance under which this board was created is not going to do what we need to do. And so I would just ask that the that the that this board not wait for what could be very constructive in terms of a professional facilitator to have a conversation to begin talking publicly about what kind of ordinance this board could see as actually fulfilling what it is meant to do. And then and then they can then ask for help from we the people and and we can bring this to the city commission and and get a proper ordinance so that this so the good faith members of this board and of the police department are not either spinning their wheels or obscuring the actual nature of public oversight that needs to happen, not just review of limited materials. Thank you very much. Is there anyone else? One last final note. I'm resigning. Uh, this is my last meeting. Due to family health issues, I, I, I can't mix this with travel. My family is from Illinois, and for me to be able to travel and uh, unexpected notices and things like that, it's um, weighed heavily, trying to think of how to do things. That is why I sh didn't rush, but I took a lot of time to give uh, me an example of what I think the community engagement could go in a direction. You do not have to go in that direction. You do not have to do those things. Uh, policy and procedures. I'm well versed on policies and procedures because 
the organization that I'm involved in, we made changes to uh, the police department with regards to de-escalation de and things like that. So I am knowledgeable on that, but, and I wanted to stay to finish out the tenure, but I just don't feel good about uh, not having my mind focused on this because we have a lot of, we have a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. And uh, we're gonna have to break some, excuse me, the term, it may sound weird, but the paradigms and things like that, because what I see is an expectation from the community that we may not be able to deliver with our current uh, scope. But at the same time, uh, how do we not bite, more than, bite off more than we can chew? I know every attorneys here and stuff like that are very knowledgeable on that. I'm not an attorney. Uh, I hope I never get involved with an attorney. So, <laughs> but we're the thing, uh, yeah. yeah, we're yeah. the government. We're here to help. <laughs> <laughs> Credit card, uh, please. Uh, but uh, I can assist in any way I can, you know, as an outside resource, but. I think the board has the right ideas. I apologize for my tenure as chairman. And things didn't always go smoothly. Uh, learn as you go. This is this is the first time I've, I've chaired before and other uh, other committees, but I never ran into these things. And it, it takes some learning and things like that. But uh, I appreciate the time I spent here. And next meeting. Uh, we can vote, or you all can vote on who will be chair and vice chair. So, uh, and going forward on that. So I appreciate you, you all think about that. If you have any things regards to community engagement, groups that I know, people that have concerns, uh, if I, I'm mobile in the community. I will tell you that right now. I, I'm not gonna stop what I'm doing. Uh, so I will provide that feedback to the board on a group that might be interested in hearing from you all or have questions, bringing the police involved, things like that. I'm not pushing anything there. Appreciate the chief's time he spent with the uh, branch. I mean, we were throwing some, we were throwing some rocks. And uh, not in a negative way, but we were trying to learn. If you know of any groups like that, let me know. And I will let you know. But um, I wish I could stay longer, but I have to leave. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Thank you. So our next meeting is April 13th. I'd like to make a motion to close the meeting. Second. Thank you. All in favor say aye. Board Member Turner. Turner. Aye. Bigford. Aye. Weiner, aye. Temple. Aye. Clearly, aye. All right. Unanimous. We're doing it. Thank you.